we could actually talk about what it is like for us getting older, like all of the things that we have, because Mm -hmm. I feel like I have so many things that I don't know why, but I have them. Welcome to Fire Away, Seriously Funny Conversations, the podcast where we catch up on things that make us laugh that make us human. We are Matt Bays and Leslie Robbins. And today we are going to talk about moving, packing up your shit and moving. We talk about Leslie Jordan. Well, shit. He's our little cute hero. He is. He went to a cowboy gay bar <laughs> in one of the episodes <laughs> and Jack McFarlane <laughs> called him my little pony. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Home decor. Medical and physical ailments after the age of 30. There's a comedian, I don't know which one, somebody will send me a message to tell me which one it is, but he says that once you hit 40, nobody try, the doctors don't try to fix anything anymore. Like, oh, your knee hurts? Well. <laughs> well, and the truth is, it's a process to get anything fixed. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you go in and then they're like, Here, here's mine. I have a bad shoulder. This shoulder is bad probably from working out. And I think it's my rotator cuff. Here's what happens. You go in, they tell you, well, we're not really sure. The x-ray showed nothing. Before we do an MRI, we're going to have you go to physical therapy. So then you have to go to physical therapy. You do that for six weeks. Well, that doesn't fix jack shit. (laughs) Even though I love my physical therapist. Of course, it's just stretching. And I don't say just, but it's stretching. That's what it is. Well, they're they're learning, like there's certain joints where he's like, the problem with this area is it's hard to get blood to it. So they do the physical therapy and they almost like try to injure it. So your body will like send blood there and hopefully it'll heal up. And I think at some point though, it's just, is it making it manageable to mm-hmm. a place where it's like, I don't really want surgery. So if I could make it manageable, let's do that. Right. Right. But you do that. Then you go back and they're like, is it any better? And I'm like, no, it's I mean, it's just not you're going to get so much surgery. Well, then he's like, let's do an MRI. So I have an MRI on Tuesday to get that checked. But here's the truth. I have bursitis in my elbow. I don't know if it ever goes away because I can still feel it all the time from when I was in Barcelona. Can't have it all. My lower back has hurt for 10 years, 10 years that I cannot lean out and pick something up. I can pick something up if I just pick it straight up. But if I I can't lean out. So when people are like, can you help me move this? I'm just like, no, because I'm not going to injure it. Because once you injure it, it takes like three weeks for it to feel better. And I just injured it probably two months ago. And it's just starting to feel better. But even though it feels better, it always hurts. And when I wake up in the morning, I have to do stretches or I can't even get my socks on without bending over with one arm trying to like lasso it on your toe. Can't get your socks on. Can't get my socks on. I can't. (laughs) Everything hurts. My eyes are giving out. I'm over it. I know. But I still feel about 25 years old. (laughs) In my spirit. I'm 13. Yes. 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 I think like I can't hold this cup really well because I think it hurts right here in between my fingers and almost what all do you the way have down in my your arm. Fingers? It's just it's like a swollen in between my knuckles. I think it's tendonitis. 
because like I can't make a good fist. Like I want to keep my finger out when I pick something up because I can use this as strength, but mm-hmm. this one doesn't have it. Yeah. And then it kind of goes down my arm. Yeah. I'm going to have to wear one of those It starts gloves. happening. I noticed it in my 30s. And here's the first time and the way I noticed it. Number one, I would get sick and it would last two days longer than it used to. Mm-hmm. Like even just a common cold. Mm-hmm. Number two, I remember jumping off of something and landing and being like, holy hell. Like it, that it just was in your thirties, you were jumping off things. (laughs) Well, could that be it? It probably could, but like you would hit the ground and be like, mother. Yeah. Like it hurt that it was surprising. And here's another thing, what you're going to say, I can't do that, but I'm telling you, remember how we used to always, we always called them um, flip-flops, but like a somersault. On the ground. You can throw a standing back tuck. I've seen you do it numerous times. I have yes. not thrown. I can't. Yes. I used to be able to. And then I could do uh, back handsprings. I could still do a string of three or four of them up until I was 47. And then when I was around 48 or 49, I threw one, hit my head on the front yard. And I've never done one since. I You're was like, like and that's, that's it. I don't want to die end. this way. I don't need to impress anybody. But... <laughs> I'm telling you, you do a forward roll on the ground. Anybody listening who is over 30, do it. Just do it. I dare you, but don't break your neck if you can't do it. But do it because it feels like a roller coaster. <laughs> it, it is literally like, where the hell am I while you're doing it? It does not feel like it did when we were kids. Also tag us in a video <laughs> of that happening. Yes. Please. Yes. But if you die, we don't no. need that on our hands here at Fire Away. No. But yeah, I can't hold a cup like that. Like, I have to hold it like this with my finger out. That finger's got to be out like that. Yeah, I can't grip with that with this finger. Well, and you look like an idiot with I, it. I, I do. There's a common thread that I'm noticing that, like, you'll try to insult me, but it never works. I'm always <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I know. You're mean. I know. You exactly. like being old. I know. <laughs> I know. You like being like an old lady. Last week's episode, which people are just listening, I'm in the process of editing what will be last week's episode. And I think so far I'm about 20 minutes in. It's probably my favorite. I have giggled more. Really? Yes, a lot. And like, I can't even tell you what we talked about right now, but I just know that I laughed a lot. (laughs) And one specifically was a part of you talking about being, you're like, I don't really mind getting old. And I go, well, that's because it's your dream come true. You wanted to be an old lady your whole life. And you're like, that's true. <laughs> you say it like you just totally own it. Like, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, we got our coffee. Look, it's it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Another, and we both got our coffee here. Are you drinking side? coffee? I am. I felt a little lightheaded before we started, and I thought maybe I should drink coffee. It's because you're in your 40s. I was like, what's wrong? I've eaten today. A whole bag of Snickers. <laughs> you, got a, you got a finger that won't go straight. And right. You're also, I am going to be having surgery in December, and I think you should come along with just to watch me come out of anesthesia. <laughs> what is your surgery? Well, I mean, not to get too graphic, but I have a skin tag inside of my nose. I just saw an article today and an advertisement for this thing called 
it's like I'm. I want to say Amorosa, but I know that 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 is that girl that was on uh, Donald Trump's The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Yeah. Um, so I'm, let me see if I can pull it up. What it was called. Got What does um, this have to do with skin tags I think, and the nose? Well, because it was a. It was an article. It's like am, Ambrosia or. And I'm telling you, you can look it up. It was on Shark Tank, and it's one of the only like standing ovations that they backed with millions of dollars for these girls. And it is skin tag removal. They show a neck with the smattering of moles. Mm-hmm. You know the kind. I do. And they said that they can be gone in 8 to 12 hours without any sign that they were there. But I would have never believed it as an advertisement, except that everybody supported it on Shark Tank. Is that what it's called? Shark mm-hmm. Tank or Shark mm-hmm. Week or what the hell? Shark I always tank. get confused. Shark Tank. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe you could stuff it up your nose and get rid of it. Is it right. dangling on the inside or is it in the skin? Stuck to the side of my nose. Like you can feel it. It's up in it, the, it's up here. So, but you can't feel it from the outside, just in no, the No, it's just inside. Yeah. Oh, you should it's, try this stuff. And yeah, but that, that can't surgery. be good to like internal, put it inside Why of you, though. to do a surgery? It seems yeah, like you could just go up there and pull it off. Well, just to test it, it made my eyes water. This is such great content. Thank you, guys. I love um, this. Um, this is my favorite. He hits, he's stuck We're like calling this. this episode skin tag. Yeah, nose tag. Or just tag, you're it. Um, he, it was like this really skinny wand and like camera and he put it up my nose and like instantly it was like burning, like you're going to sneeze, but like yeah. intense and my eyes were watering. He was like, oh yeah, uh, that's a skin tag. And it's too far up for me to get out just local, locally. I have to put you under for it. Cause it's like, so way did up they slice here. your face open and flay mean, it open going there? I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm hoping they like suck out some of this chubbiness. Hey. I wake up thinner. I won't be mad while they're in there. I know you're an ear, nose and throat (laughs) doctor, but could you check out my hand real quick? Just make sure you get your finger up in there. So it'll be nice and close. (laughs) They can do it. I have a friend in college who had a big kind of a hook nose, you know, came out. He was a very handsome guy, but he had this big hook nose. He talked about it. He didn't like it. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, he was a soccer player and he got his nose broken And when he went to get it fixed, like he came back, he had black eyes, had the big splint and everything. And he said, they shaved it down. And I was like, you're kidding. He goes, no, they said, the doctor said, while we're in there, do you want us to take that down? And he said, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, his nose was perfect, Mm -hmm. just straight. And I mean, he looked so, he was already handsome. He looked, it, it made a big difference. Yeah. You know, they just did it while I was in there. Easy peasy. I wish I would have had my tubes tied when my C-section happened. I should have done it. That's um, what a lot of people will do that. I didn't have that done because when I, (laughs) when my second baby was born, well, not my tubes. (laughs) I just realized how that sounded. I don't have the tubes. I thought thought that's where you're going with it because I don't have tubes. But when my second baby was born, Mm we weren't sure if we were finished having kids. So it was like a year later, I went and had my vasectomy and listen, girl, I love stuff like that. I sat up in those, my let, I watched the whole thing go down. Matthew. I said, please explain everything. It was a doctor in Flushing, Michigan. I forget his last name, but watched him pull out the thing. The like thing to cut and cauterize. Sick. 
No, not a bit. No, I really enjoyed it. It was very exciting. Yeah. Well, not exciting. It was just interesting. Very much so. Like, I don't have the brain to retain the information, chemistry, and all that stuff that you have to know to be a surgeon, but I have the stomach for it for sure. Well, but I don't like to pick up dog vomit. <laughs> okay. That's, That's where, where they ends. draw the line. There's a difference for me. Like I could pick up dog poop, but not dog vomit. It's a challenge. Well, I hope you get better soon and your finger improves. I wonder if you should do some exercises like. (laughs) Yeah, I need to make an appointment. Mm -hmm. Just go get one. I think you have to wear like a, some kind of like, it's not like a glove, but it's like a, a cast where it like strengthens your fingers. Like you keep it relaxed or protected yeah. for a certain amount of time. And it's like a, yeah. Well, there's something about resting things too. Like if you get in something that makes it immobile, I think that that will help. Cause sometimes when you're waiting for something to heal, it's something you keep using. And so it seems like it never gets better. Right. Have you ever had that happen before? I have to drink coffee out of a straw because you have to hold. It's like the exact muscles of holding a cup. Is what bothers you can't me. use your left hand? I can, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want to use this hand. Yeah. How was your birthday? Two things. Okay. Tom got me the ice maker that I wanted. It makes hospital cubed ice. Shut up. For your house? For my house. Okay. I'm just going to say that's such a thoughtful gift. Did you know? That it's I like what I asked the- for months ago. It's way too much money. We probably won't be able to pay our bills this month, but I have ice that I want. Just <laughs> so important. Happy I birthday. <laughs> that is awesome. What was your other gift? The other gift was I got new living room floor. Is it already in? It's in right now as I speak to you. Shut up. You're going to need to post pictures of it. Oh, nice. So it's that gray, dark gray. When we bought the house a year ago, they had this kind in this flooring in the kitchen and hallway. Yeah. And so we had yellowy white carpet in this room. It was cheaper to just put in what they had put in rather than pick something else out. I would have picked gray floors, but it was cheaper just to go this way. So now I've got to paint. I'm going to get new rugs. Nice. There's a place right next to Happy Farms called Ollie's. The gay bar? Oh. Well, there's a gay bar downtown Indy called Ollie's. No, they have rugs, like tons of them. And they're nice. I was like, dang, I'm going to come over here and look. Uh Uh-huh. I always feel like if somebody important dies, I'm like, we got to get something on the calendar for fire away. Speaking of, well, shit. What are y'all doing? I can't even. I can't even. Beverly Leslie, Leslie Jordan is gone. Died in a car wreck. Well, I think he died and then car wreck. That's what they're wondering if something happened beforehand. Like maybe today. Do you know how many years he was sober? It's like 20 or 30 years. He was so open about all of it. Like he just Mm -hmm. would talk openly. He went to jail. He was and he was just so country and I loved him. Like literally. I think hopefully everyone who listens to this knows who Leslie Jordan is. If not, you missed out on a really special, bright wide open, super wonderful little man. Love him. Me this, too. This episode's definitely called Well Shit. Just well shit. Because <laughs> he would start a lot of his videos yeah. that way. He is every aunt I ever have ever had. 
you know, like that's how we all talk and just, what do y'all do? Well, and his, okay. So during, he had never really done much social media, but during COVID he started on Instagram, Mm -hmm. died with 6 million followers. Mm -hmm. Well, he started doing these videos initially Mm -hmm. and it was like his cousin, I think called him and said, Leslie, you've gone viral. And he said, I don't have it. Yeah, it was the first it was the first few weeks of the pandemic. And he yeah. was saying, no, I haven't been out. I have not been around anybody. He was like, no, honey, no, I've not left. Right. I don't have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. He's so cute. And he was on Will and Grace. He was a special guest that was like Karen Walker's arch nemesis, uh, who was-, was a Republican conservative, always talking about his business associate, Benji, but he was obviously gay. Oh, obvious. Yes. But he would always be like, I'm just going to go over here and finish my lemon drop. (laughs) Well, and like he was in an interview and he wasn't supposed to have that role. It was like supposed to be like Jackie Collins or something. And part of the first that episode that she was going to guest appear on was they were going to rip each other's wigs off, Karen and whoever. I think it's Jackie Collins, but it's somebody like that. Okay. And she wouldn't do that. And so they recasted. Who's and they were Jackie like, Collins? I'm thinking of Joan oh, Collins. It might be Joan Collins. Maybe who that's who okay. it was. Yes. And she, Which she did, actually. Joan Collins did do an episode with them. She's in one episode. Like, I know Will and Grace, like the back of my hand. Like, yeah. you know, New Girl. <laughs> yes. Which connections? Um, the guy from New Girl, his, he, I can't think of his name right now but schmidt is what he played and he just wrote a book and just literally last weekend he was doing a book signing in the grove in in hollywood and it was sold out and leslie jordan went to it and was walking by and tried to get in they wouldn't let him in and he texted him you know i tried to come and, and you know say hi but they wouldn't let me in you're a big star now and it, he ended up dying the next day and so he did an interview about that yeah I hate that he died. And you know, he just bought his first home. I know. And he's oh, like, he, and it was like a, a, a really sweet share of him being in his new space. No decorations, nothing. He just had it. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is my first place. I'm so excited. It's never too late. You know, he was just an encouragement and funny as hell. I love yeah. that guy. Just um, comfortable. I was, it's so funny when you, yes, when you hear it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hit me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, your kid, because he wasn't that old. How old was he? 67. Mm. I loved his Too story bad. about when he was a little boy and his dad was a military person and very manly, very masculine. Mm-hmm. And he would come home and Leslie would be twirling a baton out the yard. <laughs> and he'd be like, Leslie, go to the backyard, you know. And that he told the story about going to a wedding when he was about three years old. And he was like obsessed, like he put on, you know, his mother's robe and did all this stuff. And all he wanted for Christmas was a a bride doll. And his dad went out and got it for him for Christmas. Cute. (laughs) I know. So cute. I know. Did I tell you about my friend that I just met uh, not too long ago who's gay? And his mom would take him to uh, like Walmart or Target or something like that to get a doll, but they never talked about it. Didn't I tell you about this? You did not tell me this. Oh, shut up, girl. They would go to like a store like Walmart Mm -hmm. and to get a doll because he loved dolls. But in their family, you just didn't talk about it. He said, so literally, we did not speak of it, but we would go down that aisle where the dolls were Mm -hmm. 
And his mom would like cover her hand over which one that never a word between them. Mm-hmm. And like, he would be like, like shake his head. No, mm-hmm. when she put it over a certain one. And then he would like nod his head like that one, that one. <laughs> and then she would go over that one. And he, he'd just like turn like, yep, that's the one. And she would get it, buy it, never speak of it, go home. And he would take it up to his room and play with it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we've come a long way. <laughs> I was obsessed with that story when he was telling. I'm just imagine it. It feels like a mobster mafia thing. Like, which guy are we going to kill here? Like, mm-mm, not that one. This one. That one right there. You know? Oh, just, I love that. Uh, so <laughs> funny what the gays go through. Oh, I wanted to talk about something. Oh. Okay. So, first of all, we're moving. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yes. We're moving to an area called Over the Rhine. Oh, you are. I didn't know there. You've been there? No, but remember, I was telling you, there's this cool place in Cincinnati. And I was was like, is it Fiddler on the Roof? And you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And I was like, it's Over the Rhine. I finally thought of it. Yeah, that's it. That's where we're moving. So we're like right downtown. It's Mm -hmm. really neat. And it's an urban area. There is some gentrifying going on. And I really don't like that word because legit, it means like an urban area where wealthier people move in and often to bring business, to improve homes, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it pushes lower income Mm -hmm. people out of the area. But the thing that I love about Over the Rhine is they have like some sort of, you know, agreement where one third of all housing down there needs to remain uh, for families of incomes of like $38,000 or anyway. So it's really diverse down there. Like it's awesome. And we keep walking down there every single day, like once or twice a day to just go see it, mm-hmm. you know, stand outside it. We can't even get inside just to go down mm-hmm and look around and whatever, all kinds of restaurants, all that. So today, lastly, we are walking down there. No lie. I wrote it down so that I could share this with you. This lady drives by, she is staring out her window and we're standing at a corner. And from her car, she yells, looks at us, kind of shakes her head. She's staring me right in the eyeballs. And she goes, sexier than a mother. And then she goes, both of y'all married to Jesus. Shit. And you're like, thank That's you. It. That's it. Oh, I'm like, I'm in my new neighborhood and somebody just called me sexier than a mother. I'm home. This you're is where I live there every day. Like- this is where I live. And this is my new best friend. <laughs> Not only that, but look at this. This is like literally four doors down from where we live. Let me see if it'll play. Man doing music. Oh no. And he's singing, May God be with you. You're going to be out Mm -hmm. there. It's so cute. You know, you're going to be out there in that front yard. (laughs) Him and this woman. Oh my God. Doing your own thing. Like, hey, so this old woman, this old man, they have two keyboards there. They're amazing because they like can tell which key the other person is in and they just play along with each other and are singing, may God be with you, may God be with you. Like we are standing there and I looked at Chris and I said, does this make you happy? And he was like, so happy. I've never lived in a more urban area. I'm so excited about it. Oh my just God. Yeah. You know, That's cool. I know. 
I'm excited. I've always wanted to do this. So I feel fortunate to be able to. Question, is it kind of that, like, I know it's not this feel, but kind of the vibe of like how Barb, our friend in Zionsville, how you sit out mm-hmm. on the porch and like just take everything in that's coming around you? Like, is that something you'll be able to do? Do you have a porch? No, because there's no there's no porch. It's not quite like that. It doesn't feel residential. Oh. It feels like where people would buy up buildings and then the first floor would be uh, a store. Like, yes. Yes. They would live on the second or third mm-hmm. floor or rent out the third floor and have the second. So that's what it feels like. So there's restaurants everywhere. They've talked about it being sort of like Greenwich Village, or if you think about like Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah. It's just downtown. In Chicago, where Cass goes to college, she's basically right in Lincoln Park. And when we were moving her in, like right behind her dorms is residential. It looks like, for example, like where the Cosby show was taped, they're having a block party and, and they were all just in the road and their kids were on bouncy houses. And it was just literally a block yeah. party. And it was yeah. like, this is so cool. This is like, they didn't really have yards. It was just yeah. kind of this, like go down the steps and into the sidewalk. And that was it. But it was yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a neat place to live. And there's so much going on in Cincinnati and in that area. And this area 30 years ago was considered one of the most unsafe places to live in mm-hmm. the nation. And so they decided that we've got to do something about this. So some people took on the task. And I mean, it's amazing what they've been able to pull off without running everybody out of there, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just very multicultural and and an experience that I'm excited to be a part of. You know, I've never really had that. The most multicultural my life ever was, was high school Mm -hmm. because my my high school was probably 60% white, but then college, two colleges and every place I've lived has just been mostly white, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to have diversity. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'll be good. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask you, tell me about a move that you had. Is this a dumb question? No, go for it. A time that you've moved and why you remember it or what you loved about it or that you were excited about. Um, well, this will be funny. Um, when I moved from Moorhead to Anderson to college. Now, Anderson is not like this amazing metropolis. Okay. No, it is not. Not, not even a little bit. Mm-mm. But you would have thought for me, moving from a little town with one McDonald's, a Fazoli's for nice eating, Ooh. I I remember being like, they've got a Red Lobster here. Oh, like they shit. have Ruby Tuesdays. They have Cheddar Olive Garden. Biscuits. They have two oh. or three McDonald's along the same road. Lord. I thought I hit the city. Like I thought... Anderson? We're going to make it after all. Yes. I cannot even. This is not where I thought this was going. Well, okay. I'll, you can cut that if that wasn't as good. But Oh, no. Was- no, it's great. I, I just did not think that this is where it was going. I thought you were going to be like that podunk little city. But you were like, oh, I thought I thought I was in Manhattan. When I would go back home to Kentucky, and this is not a slam on my little town because you know I love it. I would go back and be like, these people just don't know. We don't know what it's like to live in a city. 
we have to drive 90 <laughs> minutes to get to an olive garden. Exactly. Like I was like, they just don't understand like the nice, what it's like to have a Starbucks in town or they have a Perkins and it's open all night long. Oh there's a God. Walmart and there's a Meyer and there's a Target all together. There's a Cracker Barrel. There's hotels. I mean, I was like, Moorhead just doesn't know. They, they don't, don't know it. what it's like. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was a big drastic move for me to kind of yeah. go in from like your whole life living in rural Appalachia. I didn't realize Moorhead was that small. I always thought Moorhead was kind of a up and coming city in Kentucky. The way, oh God, I hope I don't sound snobby. You're not, is, Leslie, okay. I'm just going to tell you right now, nobody talks about loving their heritage and their roots more than you. You okay, fully good. embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, All right. You say what well, you need to say. I always tell my kids, Moorhead is like the caramel, which is like a very <laughs> bougie place. Moorhead is like the caramel of Appalachia <laughs> because we have okay. a hospital, we have a college, you know, that's, that was big. Like in the towns that surround Moorhead, it was, they don't have that as much. They have to go to Moorhead to go to the hospital. They have to go yeah. to college at Moorhead, you know, or you drive further to Lexington or Ashland or West Virginia. Um, so in that sense, yes, we did have things that other counties around us didn't have, but it wasn't Lexington. It wasn't an airport. It wasn't several sure. hospitals, all the restaurants, things like that were not happening in my hometown. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a didn't have a golden me. corral. No, we did not. Our no, old country we, bucket. We had Dixie Grill, which was really good. It was really good. They had uh, soup, beans and cornbread and Fried potatoes and greens. Yeah. Oh, so good. It closed, but it was really good. What about your move? What was your big time? Probably one of the biggest ones for me was when I got divorced. And part of that was because I was in that house for three, you know, three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And it was where I came alive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was one of those little ranches that's oh, yeah. three bedrooms down the hallway and one bathroom. Uh, it was 1,200 square feet. It was just right down from the high school in Westfield. I loved that house. It so was much. cute. I oh, loved it. Was it. Cutest, yeah. cutest house. It had hardwood floors in it, ripped up all the carpet, painted the outside deep, deep navy blue. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just the cutest, cutest home. Mm -hmm. And I experienced a lot of freedom and a mm -hmm. lot of joy and a lot of love in that place. Mm -hmm. And Listen, it was a start over, so it wasn't without its, you know, complications, mostly complications in the heart mm -hmm. <laughs> of figuring out mm -hmm. how to live differently, whatever. But, oh, my God, I just, I love that. I felt so safe there. You know? Totally. And the funniest thing is when Chris and I got together and had decided to get married and were engaged, when I was packing up that house and moving, one night I came out and he was standing in the living room. His back was to me and I walked up to him and he had tears running down his face. And I was like, are you sad about me moving? And he <laughs> goes, this is where I got my start too. Oh, you know? Yeah. And I hadn't really thought about that, that it's, yeah, it was for me where I came alive in 2017. And for mm -hmm. him, it's where he kind of came alive too with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that house will always have one of the most special places in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it was sweet. Left it behind and haven't really missed it, but grateful all the time for it. I have a friend, Mary Margaret Montgomery, who 
bought me a picture of like a painting. You can get them online of that house that I have. I have it in my closet hanging on the wall. I love that photo, you know, because I can just look at it and think, oh, there's that little house that I lived in. I'm going to keep it forever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Little you mess. came over there and we talked shop back in oh, the day. We used to. And you had it decorated so cute. It was so fun and colorful. And just it was your personality. You walk in yeah. and you're like Matt Base for sure. Okay, this is boring. They're going to be like, I don't care about your damn house. What are you going to do for your birthday? Big plans? Going to move? Get a new house? I already told you. I just want to go out with friends. Oh, yeah. And tell everybody why you like them. That's what you want to do. My ass going to be 52 years old. What's your favorite cake? 52. Taylor's Bakery. Really? Anybody in Cincinnati does not know. Taylor's Bakery. Those are some good cakes. What kind of cake do you like? Like white you cake, know, chocolate oh cake? Oh, yeah. you Because you know theirs has like almond flavoring mm-hmm. in it. Oh, I know. I know that cake. So good. They're good. You know what another great cake is? Is that Costco cake. Yeah. With the Listen, cream in it. In the middle, mm-hmm. that was Chloe's graduation cake. Mm-hmm. And I left that thing under saran wrap <laughs> in the refrigerator, in the garage and ate off of it, I swear, for three weeks. <laughs> I just go out there and get two big hunks and eat. It was I love so it. good. Those cakes are good. So good. And the pumpkin pie is really popular. I don't know if I've ever had it, but everybody freaks out over it. If my stepdad were here right now, <laughs> he would be like... Those, listen, those pumpkin pies are wonderful. He's all about the Costco pumpkin pie. People are crazy about their Costco stuff. My brother and sister-in-law will go there for dates and get pizza and hot dogs or whatever. Just walk around and look. That's fun for them. Well, when you've got kids too, there's also where they have free sample day. It used to be Fridays. Mm-hmm. That was a lunch date. You go to Costco, walk around and eat samples. Here's a handful of popcorn. Here's a cup of juice to wash it down. It's just the I thing about it. Costco is you just don't know what's going to be there. You know, it's not consistent. Like I'm going to go in, I'm going to get that popcorn I get every time. Sometimes they have it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're, yeah. they have the best shampoo and conditioner. And sometimes they have large bulk pickles. Like it's just whatever they have. Yeah. My friend, Beth, <laughs> you know, Beth. I do know Beth. Your friend, Beth now. Yeah. Yeah. She buys snacks at TJ Maxx, at Big Lots, Why? At Marshalls. I don't know. Best. She always has some weird, weird ass snack yeah. in her house. And whenever I've gone out with her, which is a bunch to TJ Maxx, always in line, she is grabbing some <laughs> kind of snack because I think she just likes the variety. We'll see what these are. But sometimes when I've been like, what are these? This is amazing. She's like, Marshall's. <laughs> <laughs> I like her randomness. I kind of love that about her. She's I so random. Never be, I, you know, it's one of those things where you'd stand in a line in place like that and think, who in the hell would buy this stuff? Yes. And now I know it's Beth. I, not to choose a subject, but I did watch Fortune Themesters comedy special, the new one on Netflix today. And it was hilarious. And basically it's about her looking butch, but not being butch. And it's so fun. Oh my God. But she said, the only thing I, I can help you find at Home Depot is M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm no help to anyone. I love her. 
You got to oh, watch did it. Did she have her black members only jacket and uh-huh. blue jeans? Yeah. yeah. It's called Good Fortune. I think it came out Friday. So I watched it today and it was really good. So if you're looking for something to watch, Good Fortune. I'll definitely watch that. <laughs> and I am watching right now. I'm about a third of the way through because I fell asleep last night. Good Morning Vietnam. Never seen it. And here's the thing. I love watching 80s movies that I haven't seen. Saturday morning, yesterday, mm-hmm. I watched Teen Wolf with Michael, what's his name? Jay Fox. Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. Teen Wolf. Had so never I've seen, seen it. I've seen Teen Wolf. Here's something kind of crazy and kind of mind-blowing. Michael J. Fox is the same age as my mom and dad. Yeah. Well, I realized I did the math on him. He was born in 61. Yeah. Then I'm thinking when he did Teen Wolf and was supposed to be in high school, he was 24 years old. Yes. Yes. But he'll look young forever. Also, in that movie, his dad tells him at one point with great, what is it? It's the Spider-Man phrase. With great power comes great responsibility, something like that, whatever. So I hear it and I'm like, hold the phone. Are you telling me this quote that everybody attributes to Spider-Man movies that it's like, that's such a great quote came from Teen Wolf? (laughs) No. So I look it up. I'm like, where did that come from? And it Mm -hmm. actually came from the comic strips of Spider-Man that were written back in 1962. Teen Wolf, they co-opted that shit. Co-opt. It's a terrible movie, by the way. Yeah. It's just awful. Yeah. It's hard to watch movies after the internet existed. Like my kids will watch Home Alone and they're like, Mm -hmm. if they had cell phones, this would not be a problem. And they can't get into it because they don't know life without that. Until about five years ago, I had never seen a Christmas story and never wanted to. I didn't care and didn't want to. And every year I watch it now. Why are you shaking your head at me trying to shame me? Well, first of all, how they play it every freaking year, all day long on TBS. And guess how, where it was filmed? Your Cleveland. hometown, probably. Yes, yes. But how did you miss it? I mean, I was, I'm a little kid and I've seen that in the Well, 80s. like I saw the scene where he sticks his tongue against the thing, but whenever it was on, I just had no interest. What were your Christmas movies that you watched that were traditional to you? Growing up? Yeah. Nothing. You read we the didn't, Nativity, No, probably. we didn't have a Christmas movie. On Thanksgiving Every year we watched King Kong, the old one, where he's like, it's like so obvious, a big puppet. But then we would watch whatever was like, um, that thing would come spinning in on the TV. And it would say like ABC special. Yeah. You know, and you knew that Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, the great pumpkin's going to come on or Rudolph. We watched those. Now, every year I watched A Christmas Story and Elf. Those are my two favorites. Which reminds me this week that we are recording and and airing the new sequel to A Christmas Story is coming out November 17th. Ralphie returns or something. Ralphie goes home and it's of Ralphie as an adult. Shut up. I'll send it to you. Cannot wait. Ralphie as an adult. So it's, is it the actual Ralphie? It's the Ralph. It's the actual. And all of them have come back that are still alive. What's his name? Something Billingsley, Peter Billingsley. Peter. Yep. It's him. It's the little brother. It's a lot of the same cast have come back and it's like about him and his children. He like has a little briefcase and he's walking into the old house and can't wait. I wonder if it's going to be good. Like I heard the second Hocus Pocus was not good. Oh, well, I hope it is good. 
No, I don't really care about Hocus Pocus. Sue me, but I don't. I don't know it really. I never got well, into. I it. know I saw the first one, and I know I didn't like it. I'm just not uh, a Halloween person. You're not. Not really. Look at you got all that shit behind you. This is Thanksgiving theme. I took it all down. Honey, so those are I pumpkins, would... and that's Halloween. There's not a jack o' lantern up here. I'm just saying. that is a pumpkin, and that is it. Halloween. What do you want me to have a pilgrim's hat and like an Indian feather? Uh, if you're doing Thanksgiving, you better have a cornucopia, horn of plenty, you know, and a turkey. <laughs> Not that is Halloween. Those are pumpkins. No, no there are pumpkins everywhere. There's pumpkins to the left and the right of you. Think Costco pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. Pumpkin pie is not a pumpkin. I can't promise you this. Next time my Christmas tree will be up. You better be ready. November 1st, I put it up. <laughs> and we'll all sing Christmas carols at the end of every fire. I can't believe Thanksgiving is a turkey. It's not a pumpkin. Fight me on it. I am right okay. now. And you're losing. All right, sparklers, vote. We need you to vote on is a pumpkin leaning toward Halloween or more leaning toward Thanksgiving? You know what they're going to say? Halloween. Because you put them out on Halloween. Right, but it doesn't have a carved face on it. So yeah, they're leftovers. Thanksgiving. Now, that's like saying a Christmas tree is for New Year's. People still have them up because it's just past Christmas. Turkey and a musket, that's Thanksgiving. Fine. All I'm saying is next episode, there's going to be a Christmas tree. You need to be prepared. Christmas time is here. That's how we should end. <laughs> Enough. That yes. is how we end. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody. Merry Christmas. Let's hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, jingling, It'll nearly be like a picture print from Career and Dives. These wonderful things are things we remember all through our lives. Nice and cozy and so cozy we. We could snuggle up together like the birds of a feather would be. Poor Tom is just sitting here looking at me like. the snow is falling and sky's falling. Come on, Come on, it's lovely when we're together with you. There's a Christmas party at the home of Farmer Gray. It'll be the perfect ending of a perfect day. It'll nearly be like a picture print career and These wonderful things are the things that we live all through our lives. Our cheeks are nice and rosy. Rosy and comfy cozy, are we? We snuck. You sang it like you knew it, so I'm sort of thinking you lied about the Amy Grant Christmas. Oh, is it on there? Yes, honey. Oh, she does that one. No, I know this one from Larnell Harris's Christmas album. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and you know Larnell Harris can out sing Amy Grant. I'm just saying. Of course. He wasn't able to cross over like Amy did when she lost her Lord Jesus. <laughs> okay. When she cast Jesus aside. When she got a divorce. And went secular and sang, baby, baby. And I'm sang that song with that hoodlum Peter Cetera. <sighs> next oh, time I fall next time in love, I know better what to do. do. Oh, such oh a that's song. a good one. <laughs> okay. Why do Fine. people treat her like a whore? She is like the furthest 
possible. It was so weird because they were like, she did a duet with Peter Cetera. Can you believe that? I'm like, I'm sorry. How is that wrong? Her first husband married a girl from Moorhead State University. Who's my age? Gary Chapman. <laughs> I didn't know her, but she was there at the same time I was there. Yeah, I remember Gary Chapman. Those two didn't get along too well. No. No. Anyway. I don't know what happened, but what I heard was... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, we got to say goodbye. That's it for us today on Fire Away. We'll be back with more seriously funny conversations next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash podcast fire away and on Instagram at fireaway underscore podcast and watch us via video on our YouTube channel and fire this podcast off to a few of your amigos. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy, cozy are we. Are we. We're snuggled up. Fire away. Fire away.